Hey guys, Kill Stokes here. In today's episode of the Trading Coach Podcast, we're going to talk about personal finances and how to get organized with keeping track of what you're spending. Now, you guys have been spending a lot of time listening to the Trading Coach Podcast. Do me a favor, subscribe on whatever podcasting platform you listen to this on. Also, if you're able to leave me a rating and a review, that is the best way that you can support the show. So I was having a conversation today with a trader over on our tier one trading platform, by the way, if you guys want to hop on the platform, feel free, www.tier1trading.com and enjoy some daily uh, trading talk with a network of traders that actually know what you're doing since trading is often a, a lonely game and we don't have any friends to talk to it about. But he was talking a little bit about the journey of trading and he said, uh, you know, he just started his journey of financial money management. And do we have any tips on good Excel sheets regarding uh, finance tracking? And this comment brought a smile to my heart because I was just having a conversation earlier with a trader who was talking about the we we're going through the whole back and forth about a keel. You know, how much money do I need to trade? And, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I don't have enough money and I want to make this much money this quickly because I only have a little bit. And we were having that conversation about how you probably shouldn't be a trader until you have your personal finances in order, meaning that until you have a grasp on your spending habits, until you've gotten yourself out of debt, trading is going to be a bad idea because you're always going to look at trading as a gambling method. Um, I've been watching this show recently called Beef, and I think I talked about this in a, another Trading Coach podcast, unless it's one of the 50 that just went missing because my hard drive broke down. Mm, not bitter. Um, but there was a guy on there who invested like 20000 He was broke, but got a loan for $20,000, invested it in crypto because his brother had made a, a couple thousand the day before, so he thought it was his quick fix to becoming wealthy and rich and then lost it all right away, right? And if you have that that hunger, to, as Jason Grayson would say, that animal brain where you're, you're just in survival mode and you, you need to get out of a bad situation, you're not going to be uh, very good in the markets because I can tell you what, trading is a game of patience and discipline. Trading is a game of being able to survive enough bad to see the glory of the good. And if you have that mindset going in, you're never going to be able to survive the bad. You're either going to blow everything recklessly or you're going to keep bouncing around to this and that when you don't get that instant gratification in the form of monetary returns. So we always say that you want to approach trading in a pressure-free environment where you're at a place in your life where you're not struggling, meaning you 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 have a place to sleep, right? Food is on the table, right? Maybe you're not out of debt, right? Yeah, everyone has a little bit of debt, but you're not in a situation where you're, you're living check to check in struggling. So first things first is you want to get your personal finances in order. That way you can approach trading with a, a, a pressure free, I guess, state of mind. So he was asking about, um, you know, any tips, I'm getting on this journey of financial money management, any tips on good Excel spreadsheets regarding finance tracking, he heard in a previous episode of the Trading Coach Podcast. I love when they reference my podcast. It's awesome. Um, he heard that I mentioned Mint as a good tool for money management in one of them. And, and Mint is like one of those online tracking things that, you know, you put your information into and it kind of, you know, consolidates everything that you're doing and, and does the financial tracking for you. Um he said, I heard about me mentioning one of those, but the problem is 
He's not a fan of companies knowing his financial status. And that was one of the big issues when I went to Mint. I am very paranoid of everything. Um, so when you do something like a Mint, and I'm sure there's other ones out there that are the same, you've got to give them bank passwords. You've got to give them credit card stuff, right? Because they got to be able to access these accounts so they can see what you're spending. And we know that internet security is, is uh, whew, interesting to say the least. So I can certainly see someone being kind of nervous about giving them all that information and I was as uh, I was too at the time so he also said that he's not a big Excel fan so he doesn't really know how to create one on his own and he was asking for any tips and I said hey what I like best and I'm old school right I like good old-fashioned pen and paper now I do use an Excel spreadsheet now because I, I have a bad habit of losing all my journals but I'm a fan of keeping a notebook. I keep a, a few notebooks with me all the time. You know, I have a pen or a, a number two pencil, right? And, and I just write it down. I write it down. And I think the, the thing is that a lot of us think we need to have these fancy things, right? We don't need to be fancy. We just need to be effective. And whether it's pen and paper, whether it's a, a note section inside your smartphone, whether it's an Excel spreadsheet on your computer, right? It doesn't really take that much to track what we need to track. You don't need to be a coder. Trust me, I'm the furthest away from the coder. I have two skills on Excel. One is I can sum up the columns, meaning I, if I put everything in a column, I can add them all together so, so I know what they are. And I can make a graph. I can't make every graph, but I can make a few graphs. And, and that is about it. So, you know, I do the bare bones minimum, but... It's enough to do what I need to do because as far as my personal finance, it's just tracking what I'm spending, um, putting them in categories and, and just being able to have that visual because the visual is, is half the battle. It's very similar to, to trading and, and journaling. A lot of traders I speak to are, are down on journaling and trading. We're like, Akil, why do I need the journal? Why do I need to track my trades? Right, my I can just wait for my broker statement at the end of the month, or I can just go on my broker's platform and it gives, it gives me all the stats. And yes, that is true, right? Most brokers, all brokers should give you access to a, a panel or a, a website where you can see all of your stats and give you as, you know all the shiny numbers that you desire. All brokers should be giving you a monthly statement, some a weekly and a daily statement every time you place a trade perhaps, telling you what you did. But the problem with that is that when we're not doing it ourselves, we, we tend not to give it as much attention, right? We tend to just let it kind of operate in the background and we don't really kind of track it so we're not really we're not really in the moment right we're not really in the moment if that makes sense um i'll give you guys kind of a good example like imagine that you are a, a sports fan imagine like you're someone that's doing daily fantasy i used to do daily fantasy with my friends just kind of in a, a play around league and whatnot and I remember I stopped because it was a horrible time investment. But, you know, when I go something, I, I go for it. I'm competitive, right? So I remember doing daily fantasy. I was doing like NFL. And my good buddy, he's not a trader, but, you know, I bounce, uh, you know, that was this, this was my old gambling buddy. He works for, I used to work for the IRS. He's a numbers dude, right? So we have a lot of discussions about trading and financial markets. And he, he does investments as well. But he's one of the few that I can speak to about that. And he's his brain capacity is amazing. He probably should be a trader, um, but he's a little bit too, uh, trading psychology would bury him, to be honest with you. He's not good on that side. Um, but the point is, 
we used to do daily fantasy and instead of just like randomly picking players for our teams, we do a lot of research, right? We would dig into all the box scores. We would dig into all the stats. We would essentially know every single team that's playing and every single detail about them because that's the information needed to make the best decision on, on who to pick. Now, when I first started, I, I went in like that and, and I was pretty successful, right? However, once I got deeper into trading, really once I had kids and I decided like, hey, I can't invest two hours a day looking up NBA stats or whatever like that, um, I, I would still dibble and dabble a little bit, but my performance was worse. And why? Because I wasn't in the know. I, I would make my judgments based off assumptions. Well, I think this team is supposed to be good, right? Therefore, I'll, I'll bet on them, right? For you guys looking at the, um, you know, let, let's say you're looking at the EPL table right now. I'm, I, I don't really want to go to it because, um, you know, Everton is, is in relegation zone right now. But if you look at the EPL table, right, you got teams like, okay, Newcastle is sitting third. If you know anything about Newcastle over the last couple of years, you're not paying attention maybe to this year or last year, you would think they were a bottom team. You have teams like Aston Villa in seventh, right behind Tottenham, right? You wouldn't think they were up there. If someone mentioned like, hey, Chelsea, how are they doing? You're not paying attention on a regular basis. Oh, Chelsea, you know, probably somewhere around the, the top four, right? Champions League, right? No, they're sitting in 12th, right? The fact is, as soon as you stop paying attention and you stop paying attention to the new information, you kind of lose your feel for what's happening. And the same thing happens in your trading as far as performance, as far as making mistakes, as far as market conditions. The same things happens in your personal finance where a little stuff starts slipping through the cracks where... When you're on it on a regular basis, I know I'm spending this, I know I'm doing that, I know I'm doing this. When you stop paying attention, all of a sudden these little things creep in. Oh, I spent this, but it was only in your mind one time, so it's not that big of a difference, but then it becomes a habit. Or you notice that you're spending more on gas on a regular basis or this, right? You lose a feel for what's going on, and then you lose a feel for kind of the, the tight grip that you want to have around your personal finances. So it's very important, I think, to track this stuff personally because it just it, it puts you on you know on ground zero i guess for lack of a better term right it, it, it puts you in the fray in the mix with what's going on and when you're in the mix you can see what's really happening instead of just guessing at what's happening now the hard part and this is where trading affected my personal finances is how do you do it when i i went through this era right again when i, I stopped I, I was i was trying to tighten up my budget um, I didn't trust all the internet people out there, so I, I was I was on this budget. I think I spoke about this in the Trading Coach podcast before years ago, where I went back to straight cash, right? I went back to straight cash. I didn't want to use credit cards for whatever reason, either. You know, I, I was I had this fundamental thing about paying interest or something, or it was the people were probably hacking credit cards back then, and I got scared. But I decided that I'm going to get on this budget. I'm going to go straight cash, right? So each month I'm going to go to the bank. I'm going to take out this much. I'm going to flat, 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 lay it out. Food, flat, 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 lay it out. Entertainment, flat, 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 lay it out. Whatever I'm doing, right? I, just had, I had uh boxes of cash. I don't do that anymore for you guys that are thinking about the home invasion. Don't do that. There's no box. You're not going to get anything from my house. But at the time, I just had boxes of cash with labels on them um, for different things. And obviously, when you're tracking, when you're using cash, right, you know, looking at credit card statements or using stuff like Mint isn't going to help because it, it, it can't trace cash maybe that's why i was using because i didn't want to be traced with whatever i was doing hmm right irs don't listen um just kidding uh, of course but i got into the habit of i started wanting to update my my spreadsheet whatever like that tracking every single day and what happened is because i was doing it so much it got irritating it got annoying because it just became a hassle 
right? At the same time, I've had years where I said, hey, I'm not going to track anything and I'm just going to add it up at the end of the year, kind of like with taxes. And I don't know if you ever waited to the end of the year to do all your taxes and stuff like that. It's a hassle. It's horrible because it's a big time investment. And again, you don't have that feel. So something that trading taught me is to kind of be consistent with how you're tracking, but kind of find that sweet spot where it's like, hey, I'm tracking weekly or hey, I'm tracking monthly or hey, I'm tracking quarterly. That way it's enough for you to kind of keep that feel for what's going on, but not too far that you lose that feel and you let too many things slip through the cracks. So good advice um, for obviously trading is to get your personal finances in order, but understand that you don't need to do anything fancy, especially if you're you know, someone that doesn't like using the internet or you don't want to pay for someone to an accountant to do it for you, right? All it takes is a pen and a piece of paper. All it takes is an Excel spreadsheet. And all it takes is you being deliberate and really dedicated to consistently tracking it on a regular basis. And then of course, making whatever changes you need to make to kind of tighten your grip on your personal finances. So I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Again, it's not necessarily trading related, but it kind of is. And if you noticed over the years, right, trading in real life, they kind of blend together. One helps one, the other helps the other. And it's, it's one of those type of relationships. So if you ever have any questions about anything trading related or anything life related as well, don't be shy. Hit me up, right? I'm all over social media at the Stokes RTM. I love to help. I love to respond. I love to share um, if it's a topic that I think will help many others as well. So at Stokes RTM, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, somewhere else as well. And until next time, plan your trade, trade your plan. Take care.